Genesis chapter 15, verses 1 through 4, while you're filling out your total church growth commitment forms. I'm going to start reading there. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church. He said, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you were saved. So, everybody say, the gospel saves me. Yes, it does. If you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, that He rose again the third day, according to the Scriptures. So Paul mentions the Gospel here in 15.1 of 1 Corinthians. Down in verses 3 and 4, he declares what the elements of the Gospel and the components of the Gospel are. That Christ died, He was buried, and He rose again. Amen? He said in the New Living, New Living Translation, I believe it is, he said, verse 2, it is the good news that saves you if you still firmly believe it, unless, of course, you never really believed it in the first place. So the gospel will save you if you believe it. If you let loose of the gospel and it gets away from you, you are in trouble. Okay, well, anyhow, that sounded good, Pastor. Preach it, brother. Okay. I'm sorry, it's a living Bible. He says, I passed on to you right from the first what I to had been told. Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and that he rose from the grave. So let's take note of these things right here. First of all, it's the good news or the gospel that will save us. You've got to have a Savior. All of us are lost and in trouble. All of us were born in trouble. Amen? The good news saves us. Step one, Christ died. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for that. Step two, He was buried. And step three, He arose from the grave. We could write a song about the gospel. We could call it A, B, C. One, two, three. That's just how easy it is. That's just how easy it is. So the gospel according to 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, is the death the burial, and the resurrection. Everybody's good there? Ephesians chapter number 5, verse number 1. Be ye therefore followers of God dear as dear children. That's in the King James. The Amplified says it like this. Therefore be imitators of God. Copy Him and follow His example as well-beloved children imitate their father. And we talked last week about Mitchell and his problems putting his shoes on. And we found out it wasn't Dakota, it was Caleb that had trouble putting his shoes on. We ain't going to talk about what Caleb said when he put his shoes on, but we'll just go on from there. But it was getting imitated. We had one of those moments when Amy and I are 200 years old, and we're holding our teeth in with baling wire and duct tape, rocking in a chair. We're going to remember that day at McDonald's, North County, St. Louis. Did you just hear what did he? What, what was that? So we got to be imitators of God. We got to do what God told us to do and did. The Great Commission, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, make disciples of all nations. The New Living says this, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. So the Lord is leaving a command. In John chapter 17, verse 1, I told you I was going to fly today. I've got enough word in here to choke a mule. These words spake Jesus and lifted up his eyes into heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy Son that thy Son may be glorified thee. As thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Then we drop down to verse 19 of John 17. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they might also be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. All right. So what Jesus was praying for here was people who would come into the kingdom about or after he was resurrect, or resurrected and ascended into heaven that would come into the kingdom after that the, his disciples talked to them. Right? 
It's just like me talking to Denny Habenstreit and Denny Habenstreit going and teaching a Bible study to Joe and Sylvia. Then Joe and Sylvia talk to Mary and Tim and Jonathan. And you see how it just keeps on going. You see how it works? And so we, he said, I want them to have faith. I pray for them that will believe on them through their word that they are going to teach. What did the apostles teach? They taught the gospel. According to Acts 2, 37, 38, repentance, water, baptism, Holy Ghost. Everybody say Holy Ghost. Yeah, say it with some flair, Holy Ghost. Yeah, there you go. Okay, Acts chapter 2, 37. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said, Repent! Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Last week we talked about the first element, which is repentance. Yeah? Repentance comes from the Greek word metaneo, which means to change one's mind, to repent, to make a change, turn around. Look at your neighbor and say, turn around. Now you just tell them, repent. How important is repentance? It was... The word repent is found 46 times in the Scripture. Repentance is found 26 times, and the word repented is found 32 times. I say it's pretty important, wouldn't you? So the gospel according to 1 Corinthians was a death, burial, and resurrection. The gospel according to Acts 2.38 was repentance, water baptism, and Holy Ghost. When we die out to our sins through repentance, we are imitating the death of Jesus. On the cross. Which is also in conjunction and concordance with the Old Testament tabernacle that before the priest could enter into the tabernacle, there had to be a sacrifice given on the brazen altar. The first step in the gospel is repentance. Dying out. Dying out to the flesh. Changing your direction. Not doing like you used to do. If you come to church for 10 years and you're still doing what you was doing 15 years ago, you got some problems. Or I got some problems because I'm not teaching you right. Or as they say in the Midwest, I'm not learning you. Okay? This is no joke. We were at Rod Parsley's church in Columbus, Ohio. Remember that Sunday? We were there and he was talking about something. He said, parents, we got to learn our kids. And he stopped and said, did I just say that? you got to learn your kids. All right, so the death, burial, and the resurrection equal to and correspond with repentance, water baptism, and Holy Ghost. Today we're talking about the burial, which is water baptism. How about that? Did you see that? Was that incredible? Was that awesome? Huh? Look at that. How in the world did I get that to happen? It took a while to figure it out. I'll tell you that. A lot of clicking and sticking. Man, here we go. So burial goes along with water baptism. Repentance and remission of sins. Let's go to Luke chapter 24, verse 45 through 47. Look at your neighbor and say, he's still in the book. Yeah. Well, you didn't say it quite like I did, but that's all right. Then open he their understanding. This is all red letter edition, that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, Thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and rise from the dead the third day. And that repentance and remission of sins, now there it is, repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name, whose name? Yes, Jesus' name, among all nations beginning where? Vandalia. There it is. Jerusalem. Now let's compare Luke 24:47 to Acts chapter 2 verse 38. Luke 24:47 and that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. Acts 2:38. Then Peter said unto them, "Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ." Now let me ask you like they ask you in Texas. Why? Wow. That's why. Okay? 
That's why here. Wah. Wah. Down there, you're not human beings. You're human beings. It's true, sister. I'm telling you. The police turned on his siren. I'm telling you. I heard that and I thought, am I in a city of four million people right now? Really? Why? Baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Why? For the re- It's underlined for you. For the remission of sins. What did Jesus say in Luke 24, 47? Repentance and remission of sins. I hope you're marking your Bible up. I hope you're coloring that, baby. I hope you tear stuff out of it and stick it on your forehead. Amen. Amen. That repentance and remission of sins should be preached in His name, beginning at Jerusalem. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sins. Come on. At Jerusalem. Now, what? Even, look what it says. Beginning at Jerusalem, Luke 24, 47, Acts chapter 1, verse 12. Then they returned unto Jerusalem. Are you seeing how this puzzle's fitting together here? You seeing how this is all coming together? So the second step to the gospel message is water baptism or the burial. Amen. How important is water baptism? The word baptized is found nine times in the Holy Scriptures. Baptized is found 61 times. And baptism is found 22 times. I say it's in there. Just like prego, it is in there. Water baptism comes from the Greek word, the New Testament uh, number for Strong's. If you don't believe me and want to go up and look at your Strong's, it comes out baptizo, which means to immerse, to submerge, to make overwhelmed. That is to become, i.e. means that is, that is to become fully wet. Amen. This is used only in the New Testament of ceremony ablution. How like that word? Ablution. Especially technically of the ordinance of Christian baptism. Ablution. What is ablution? Did you ever hear of ablution until this morning? I didn't either. But it's in there. It is a noun. It means a cleansing with water or other liquid, especially as a religious ritual. The liquid is thus used, usually ablutions, a washing of the hands, body, etc. So there's what that means. So what did the heroes of the Scripture have to say about water baptism? What did old John the Baptist say? Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So John the Baptist, to whom Jesus said, of all the prophets... Samuel, Elijah, Elisha, Jeremiah, Jonah, of all of them, he said, ain't none born greater of a woman than John the Baptist. And John the Baptist was putting them under. Amen. So he said, I indeed baptize you with water. What did the big man have to say? The dog. Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. Don't you love old English? It sounded like they were beating each other up or something. The New Living says it like this, Matthew chapter 3, verse 15. But Jesus said, It should be done, for we must carry out all that God requires. So Jesus is getting ready to be baptized of John. John didn't want to baptize him because he said, Because you're the man. I saw what you did. I saw what was going on, and Jesus said, no, we're going to have to do it. Because if Jesus would not have been baptized in all of our, all of our expansive wisdom and knowledge in 2014, we would have said, if Jesus didn't get baptized, I ain't going to get baptized. Right? You know how you are. I know how I am. But Jesus said, we've got to do everything that God requires. What else did the Lord say? Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That's what he said. 
Look at him. Look at your neighbor and say, he's still in the book. Look at him again and say, there's a lot of book. A lot of book. The Amplified says it like this. He said, go into all the world and preach and publish openly the good news, the gospel to every creature of the entire whole human, of the, of the whole human race. He who believes, now this is nice. He who believes, who adhere, adheres to and trusts in and relies on the gospel and him whom it sets forth and is baptized will be saved from the penalty of eternal death. Whoa. Now that's a mouthful. But he who does not believe, who does not adhere to and trust in and rely on the gospel and him who sets it forth will be condemned. That's getting pretty clear. Isn't it? What else did he say? John chapter 3. 3 through 5. Jesus answered, said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter in the time the second in the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now listen, when I stand beside my mom, I know there ain't no way I'm getting back in her womb. There ain't no way. I could pick her up and throw her over my shoulder. There ain't no way I'm going back in that womb. And she's probably thankful that I'm not even thinking like that. But Jesus looked at him and said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water. Oh, everybody say water. And of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Now, that last few words on that verse are powerful. He can't get into the kingdom. You don't have to get me to pull that up on the online dictionary, do you? Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That's in red. I did not say that. I did not make that up. I didn't decide and conjure that up and say you're going to have to pay a monthly due to get into the kingdom. Jesus said water and spirit. Look at your neighbor and say water and spirit. Water and spirit. All right. That's what Jesus said. What Simon Peter say? Acts 2.38. He said repent and be baptized, every one of you. Acts 10.46 and 47. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter answered, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized? which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we, there it is, baptism. Step number one, turn your life around, think better, think right, get your business straight with God. Step number two, hit the water. I'm going to get calmer. Acts 9, 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him. He said, Brother Saul, you want to know why I call you brother and sister? Because Ananias called Saul brother. Brother Saul, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Ooh, do you know the guy that wrote half the New Testament was full of the Holy Ghost? That's why he looked in the Corinthians in chapter 14 and he said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than all y'all. All y'all. Mm-hmm. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith and arose and went to Denny's. Praise God! Ananias prayed for me and God healed. Let's go to Denny's. Maybe afterward, he rose and got baptized. Look at your neighbor and say, got wet. He got baptized. He got wet. What did Paul do then? Acts 19, 3 through 5. Is this okay? I hope so. It's all God. And he said unto them, until then, what were you baptized? Paul meets 12 Ephesian elders in Greece. And he says, I want to know how you were baptized. They said, John barely baptized. He said, they said unto John's baptism, verse 3. Verse 4, Acts 19.4, Then Paul said, John barely baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. 
When they heard this, they were baptized. Everybody said they got wet again. They did it again. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. So the New Testament, remember the New Testament, how it breaks up here. The Gospels introduce us to Christ. History, the book of Acts, puts us in Christ. The epistles keep us in Christ. And prophecy revelation is our future with Christ. What is the mode of water baptism? How is water baptism supposed to work? The Greek baptizo means to immerse, submerge, to make overwhelmed, to make fully wet. Immersion, Matthew 3.16. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. You remember years ago there was Jesus of Nazareth, the movie? You remember that? About a long time ago, 30 years ago. And they had a sequel to it, which was called A.D. Anybody following me there? All right. And it was really good. I got A.D. I got it for five bucks. Man, I've been waiting for 30 years to get it. And I watched it, and they were doing really good. So they started putting cupfuls of handfuls of water on people's heads. And they had them in the river. I guess it just be, it must be my violent streak. But when you got them in the river, put them down. You ain't got to do this. You got them that far, put them on under. So Jesus, Jesus went a straight way out of the water. Immersion, Acts 8, 36, 38 through 39. And they went on their way and came unto a certain water, and the eunuch said, See, here is water. What depended me to be baptized? This is the Ethiopian eunuch with Philip. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down, both of them, into the water. Hallelujah. They didn't say they went to the synagogue and got a cup of water out of the holy water dish. They're out there in the desert. Here is water. The eunuch says, I want to be baptized. So they went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And when they were come up out of the water, guess what? you got to get in it before you can come out of it. So they were down in the water. What did Paul teach? Romans chapter 6, 3 and 4. Know ye not that as many as were baptized into Christ were baptized into His death. Whoa! Paul is consistent. My Bible college president used to have a saying that drove me crazy. Oh, consistency, thou art a jewel. And the older I get, I think he was right. Oh, consistency, thou art a jewel. Because therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. And look what Paul wrote to the Corinthians. In 1 Corinthians 15:4. we've already read it today, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. Paul is saying the same thing. It's kind of hard to find people say the same thing all the time anymore, isn't it? Now, any of you ever have a pet that has went on to the other side? Dog heaven? Cat heaven? Cat, cats go to mice land? You know? Now, when you go to bury your pet, okay? Let's let's just use Max for an example. Max is our dog. Max is gaining some weight. He's nine pounds. But when he saw that squirrel on the deck this morning, you would have thought he was nine hundred pounds. Mitchell and I are sitting there and there's a squirrel digging in the flower bush. One of those flower baskets that we bought from the youth. So the squirrel's digging, and Max, he didn't even see the, the squirrel until Mitchell held him up. And you could tell the moment. Anger. Now, when Max passes on, I already told him this. I said, I'm getting him stuffed. It ain't gross, Trina. I'm just going to look at him and say, there's Max. I voted no for that devil. I voted no. 
when they brought him in and had him in, Amber and Megan had him in the palm of their hands, like just like this, looked like a little fuzzball. It was five to one. I said, you don't understand. You people, that's what I addressed the crowd as, you people don't understand. We ain't never home. This dog will live a lonely life. He'll be locked up all day. Most of the nights he'll be locked up. When you go on vacation, you've got to find somewhere to send him. He's going to poo and pee on your carpet. He's going to throw up and puke, and I'm telling you right now, I ain't cleaning it up. Therefore, I vote no. Well, he's been there four years, so you, you can tell who got the power in that house. So when Max dies, if I take him out in the yard and I get me a, a, a handful of dirt and I sprinkle it on him, in a few days, Max is going to remind us that he is still out there in the yard because he's going to stink. Well, I buried him. I sprinkled dirt on him. You see where I'm going? Baptism ain't just taking a feather duster and dipping it in the pail of water and throwing it all over everybody. Baptism is you're going to have to go under. You're going to have to be fully covered. If I don't fully cover up Max's grave and put him completely under, I'm going to get the smell still. I'm going to smell the, the, the degeneration and the, and the rotting and the putrefaction of Max's flesh and his bones and his body. It's the same way with God. When you get buried in baptism, God wants you to go completely under because that's what the Word says. You've got to go clear under. So we just can't sprinkle him and cover him up. He's going to have to be immersed. That's what Paul taught. So we compare 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4 with Acts 2, 37, 38, 39. And that's what we have. The death is repentance. The burial is water baptism. And that's where we're at today. Look at that. Hallelujah. It happened again. Makes me feel like I got somewhere. What about the day of Pentecost, Brother Tracy? What did happened then? Acts chapter 2.38. Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Then they that gladly received His word were baptized. Acts 2.41. The same day there were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Brother, that is a revival. That is a crusade. Do you know how long it would take to baptize 3,000 people? It's going to take a while. And if you ever get the chance to go to Jerusalem, if you will look on the south side of the, of the city against the wall, they excavated about 25 years ago. They uncovered all of the pools, the public pools, that they used to baptize in the name of Jesus in on the day of Pentecost. Pools and pools were everywhere, and that's how they baptized them. So on the day of Pentecost, 3,000. Acts chapter 8, the Samaritans. But they, when they believed Philip's preaching, the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. Acts chapter 10, the Gentiles. Can any man, Peter said, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized that have received the Holy Ghost? In verse 48, Acts chapter 10, And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord, then prayed they him to tarry certain days. Acts chapter 19, the Ephesian elders and the apostle Paul. And he said to them, Under what one were you baptized? They said, John's baptism. And he said, John did it just for repentance, that you should believe on him which was to come. But he said, Now you need to get baptized a different way. There's a new thing. Hey, maybe you're sitting in this church today, and this is the first time you're hearing any of this. Guess what? This is what the Word of God is telling you to do. Can I get a witness in this house today? And we are not, we are not caught unprepared. We have robes, we have towels, and there's hot water in that baptistry right now. Just waiting for you to get buried, just like Jesus got buried, and rise in newness of life!
So the mode of baptism is put them under. Dunk them. If they're gangsters, hold them under a while. Let us soak in. Right before that last big bubble comes up, pull him up. Halloween. The formula for baptism, Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given to me in heaven and in earth. Say, All power. Jesus had all power. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Yeah? Right? So let's break it down. Break it down now. A, in the name of the Father. B, in the name of the Son. C, and of the Holy Ghost. The name of the Father, John 5, 43. I am come in my Father's name. If I were to come in another name, you would not believe me. The name of the Father is Jesus. I don't even have time. Let your neighbor say, he ain't got time. He ain't got time. I could take you to Isaiah 9 and 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Who was born? Jesus Christ was born. What was his name? Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Jesus was the Father. Woo! But you've got to understand his dual nature. Because his dual nature is he was God, 100% God inside, and 100% man on the outside. You following me? What's the name of the Son? Matthew 1, 21 says, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Name of the Son is Jesus. John 14, 16. Name of the Holy Ghost. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not. Yeah. Neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Time out. Look at that last line again. You know him, for he dwelleth with you. Who was with them? Is that a trick question? All right. Man, I got 25 minutes until doomsday. I'm good. Now, in verse 17, the first line, he is referring to the spirit of truth. Right? Is that correct? Jesus. I'm going to tell you, there ain't never a dull moment. They're in the league all by herself. Anyhow, spirit of truth. So we're talking about the Holy Ghost, the Comforter, the spirit of truth, right? Whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not. It doesn't know him, but you know him because he's with you. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. What are you telling me, Pastor? Are you telling me the same spirit inside of the body of Jesus is the same spirit that hit the upper room on the day of Pentecost? You're mighty right I am. For by one spirit... Are we all baptized into one body? Well, what about the sun? The sun was the flesh. It was the spaceship for the spirit. Because the spirit can't die. You can't ever leave this church, Matt, and move on to something else. Because who am I going to preach to right here? You're always here. Stand up and show them that outfit. Look at that. Look at this, guys. Look at that. Woo, look at that. Don't mention any names. Just sit down. Amen. He looks good. Got a deal on that too, didn't you? Six bucks. 
Man, I wonder if I'd fit in that. 46, I think I could. So Jesus is dwelling with you, and Jesus shall be in you. John 14, 26, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring you things to remembrance, whatsoever I've said unto you. The name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Now, Anybody want ten grand? Would you take a check for me today if I gave you ten grand? Bernie would. Bernie's back there. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'm going to write you a check, brother Bernie, after church for ten thousand dollars. Huh? You do appreciate that, don't you? But I ain't done yet. But when I sign it, I'm going to sign it, Father. Because I am a father. Right? Woo, I'm a father. Time you guys go to bed last night. No, these guys, 11, you're, that's, you should have been in my house. These guys were up eating pizza at 2 o'clock in the morning. I got out of bed. My wife wasn't even there this morning. I thought, oh, Lord, did you come? I went running through the house checking every room. If I saw Mitchell, I'd say, oh, I don't know. I better keep looking. Come on, Mitchell. We'll go together. So when I finally found her, I said, hey, where was you? Well, everybody was up half the night eating pizza at 2.30 in the morning. I didn't hear a thing. I was snoring. I do remember one time you said something about get off your back, roll over on your side or something. I did didn't know if I lost a retainer or what happened, but but I'm a father. I'm the father of four. But if I sign that check, Father, there's lots of fathers. My mama had a son. I could put son down there in the signature line, but a lot of people are sons. I could put down there spirit because I got a spirit inside my body that makes this old body live. Well, I don't know about that, Bert Tracy. Well, let's watch that spirit leave and see what happens. And I'm going to be watching you if you see if you're mean to me. If you, you know, poke my ears, stick your finger in my ears or, you know, put your fingers up my nose and see if you can pick me up off the pillow and all that stuff like that. I know. I'm watching. Just remember that I'm watching you. A lot of people have spirits. In fact, all of us that are alive. What's wrong with that? Bernie's not going to be able to cash that check because there is not the authority of a name. You have to have the authority of a name. So, Bernie, it felt good for a minute, didn't it? Maybe one day I'm going to give you a check for $10,000, and I'm going to put Tracy Zimmerman on it. I know what some of you have done. You don't have any money to pay your bills, but you know it's due. So you go ahead and write out the check, and you don't sign it, your name to it, and then you send it in anyway. Because you know it's going to buy you about three more weeks by the time they get it and have to send it back because it didn't have a signature on it. I know what you're doing. I might have done it myself once in a while. You don't ever know. Buy some time. But you got to have a name. The name of the Son is Jesus. I'm sorry, there should be Father up there. What happened there? The name of the Father is Jesus. The name of the Son is Jesus. And the name of the Holy Ghost is Jesus. Look what happened in Acts chapter 4, verse 10. This 4, 10 and 12 is awesome. But it be it known unto all you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Now Peter's talking about a miracle that took place. 
Verse 12, neither is there salvation in any other. For there's none other name, what name? Jesus Christ, under heaven, whereby we must be saved. Got to have the name on you. The name carries the authority. You take that check to the bank and it's got a name on that signature line and that baby's going through. You better hope that the, the guy's got money in the account because they're going to try to pull the money out. You've got to have a name, the name of Jesus. Philippians 2, 5 through 7. Your attitude should be the kind that was shown us by Jesus Christ, who, though he was God, watch this, did not demand and cling to his rights as God. Paul said he was God, but he didn't, he didn't cling to his rights as God. He laid aside his mighty power and glory, taking the disguise of a slave and becoming like men. That's a powerful scripture right there. And he humbled himself even further, going so far as actually to die a criminal's death on the cross. Yet it was because of this that God raised him up to the heights of heaven and gave him a name which is above every other name. Now, God is a lot of things to us. He's our provider. He's our banner. He's our healer. So in the Old Testament, God had all kinds of names. Jehovah Jireh, God our provider. Moses said, when I go into Egypt, who am I going to tell them sent me? God said, you tell them, I am that I am. But he said, I'm going to go a little further with you, Moses. My name is Jehovah. Now, so God is our provider. God is our healer. God is our banner. God is our victory. God is our peace. Jehovah Shalom, right? Jehovah Shalom. Say that, Shalom. Shalom. But he's also our Savior. Do you know what Jesus means? Jehovah has become salvation. Why didn't the angel tell Joseph, naming Tracy? Ain't nobody wanting that name. Because it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean Jehovah has become salvation. Jehovah, the Savior. But God raised him up to the heights of heaven and gave him a name which is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. What is it saying there? That tabernacle of flesh was obedient even to the death of the cross and he's going to bring glory to that eternal spirit that lived inside of that body. Amen? Woo, glory to God. The name of Jesus. What about the day of Pentecost? Peter said, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. 3,000 souls. The Samaritans, but when they believed Philip's preaching concerning the kingdom, they were baptized, right? How were they baptized? In the name of Jesus Christ. Come on now, somebody. I'm talking about Acts chapter 10. Look at your neighbor. Tap him three times and say, he ain't left the book yet. Ain't left the book yet, Charlie. Can any man forbid water? These guys got to get baptized. They have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. And then they said, hang around for a while. The Ephesian elders... Verse 4, then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So what's going on here? What about Matthew 28, 19? That's how it's fulfilled. He was talking to Jews. The Jews knew. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. They've already known that. They know. They took what he said. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, 
And when Peter converted that over, this is exactly what it meant. And it happened in Acts chapter 2, and it happened in Acts chapter 8, and it happened in Acts chapter 10, and it happened in Acts chapter 19, and it happened in Oakland, Maryland in July of 1974, and it happened in Vandale, Illinois in 1981, or God only knows when you was baptized. And whenever you went down in the water in Jesus' name, it's still going on and on and on. you got to have that baptism on you because that's the second step in the gospel. Come on, give him some praise. And I'm just about to close. I'm going into the tabernacle, Exodus chapter 30, verse 17. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Thou shalt make a labor of brass, his foot also of brass, to wash withal. And thou thou shalt put it between the tabernacle of the congregation and the altar, and thou shalt put water therein. For Aaron and his sons shall wash their hands and their feet thereat. When they go into the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall wash with water that they die not. You know what's hard for us to believe in 2014? This generation that everybody on the team that went 0 and 10 gets a trophy because we want everybody to feel like they're winners. You can't give out awards to people who did an excellent job. What about the, what are the people going to feel like who didn't do an excellent job and don't get anything. Guess what? I've been some of those that didn't get an award, and that made me want to work harder next time. Woo! It's hard for us to believe in this postmodern era that the, a nice, loving God would actually send somebody to hell. This nice, loving God said, if they do not wash... They are going to die. Or when they come near to the altar to minister, to burn offerings made by fire unto the Lord, so shall they wash their hands and their feet that they die not. Oh, but Brother Tracy, that was back then. That was for the tabernacle then. Read the next line. It says, and it shall be a statute forever to them. When the Lord says forever, he means a long time. Forever and ever and ever. The gospel. Let's all stand. Repentance. Metaneo. To change one's mind. To repent. To turn around. Forty-six times repent. Twenty-six times repentance. Thirty-two times repented. The gospel. Step number two. Water baptism. I'm just going with what the book says. Well, but, uh, what about all these people who go to these churches that don't believe in baptism? I, I feel sorry for them. You can go even further back than the tabernacle for baptism. Go clear back to the Red Sea. Because when God brought them through the wilderness and crossed the Red Sea, Peter said, I believe it was, that that was likened unto baptism, them coming through the water. That happened Thousands and thousands of years ago, God does not change His mind. So you know what? If you if they've gone to a church that don't believe in baptism, how do I say this nice, kind, and with love in my heart? They are going to the wrong church. The Word says. Listen, guys, if you start coming, if you come to this church and I get up one day and say, we're not going to baptize in water anymore in Jesus' name. We're going to baptize in peaches and cream oatmeal. You might as well pick up your stuff and walk on out the door. Because you know I just went to Looney Tune land. Because we cannot deviate from the book. That's what the book says. 
This, it's hard to believe, and this is not a popular message, but guess what? There is still a Bible. There is still the Word of God. It is still what God said to do way back then. The Bible says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. God does not change. If He required it then, He requires it now. Glory. So turn around from your ways. That's the first step in the gospel. Turn around. Well, I said the sinners, they said the sinner's prayer. They ain't been back at church. Well, there ain't no changing. And I'm for sure not going to tell anybody, well, you said the sinner's prayer. You're on your way to heaven now. Woo, I ain't saying that. No. That's between them and God. The sinner's prayer is repentance. That's coming into it. That's acknowledging that Jesus Christ is Lord and you want Him to be Lord of your life. And we talked about this last week. And when you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you shall be saved. That word saved comes from the word which means protected, delivered from. But there's more to it. Paul talked about it. Talked about it in Romans. Therefore, buried with Him in baptism. And then lo and behold, 1 Corinthians 15, 4, buried with Him. So today, what are we going to do? And why? In Acts twenty two sixteen. This hey, this front area is open. Play me something there, Psalmist. Some Fords. Fords are good. See, that's nice. King James, and now why tarriest thou? Arise and be baptized, and wash away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Well, what's the new living say? What are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Get up! Look at your neighbor and say, get up. Look at him. Come on, you girls didn't even look at each other. Get up and be baptized. Have your sins washed away by calling on the name of the Lord. Now I'm asking you today, maybe you've never been baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ. Maybe you were baptized some other way. Guess what? You're just like they were in Acts chapter 19. You're on your journey. You're a believer. You've got things rolling, but God's got more for you. Amen? And I guarantee you this, you get baptized in the name of Jesus. When you go down in that water, you go down Tracy Allen Zimmerman. Initials are Taz. Isn't that awesome? Taz. That's the only thing good about it, Taz. Tasmanian devil. Hallelujah. When you come up out of that water, you're coming up Tracy Allen Zimmerman, Jesus. Because I'm washing my sins away. I'm remitting those sins. I'm getting rid of them. Those sins that repentance killed. Those sins that repentance convicted. Now, I'm coming up clean and free, ready to engage in a spirit walk now. Oh, let's give him a praise, would you? All right, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to open this up. If you've never been baptized in water in the name of Jesus and you'd like to be baptized today, we've got it all here. Robes, towels, hot water. It's good. We're not going to freeze you like they did me. That's horrible. You got stammering lips, but it, I guarantee you, it wasn't because of the Spirit that day. They filled it from a well with a garden hose in July, but it didn't feel like July. So maybe you've never been baptized. If you'd like to be baptized, come on up here right now as we sing. Come on, if you've never been baptized. Oh, Lord, how excellent. Never let me in the band. I don't know why. This baptism is for you. This baptism is for you. Well, maybe I, I need to repent, Brother Tracy. Well, come on down here and get on your knees and repent.
Ask God to forgive you. Ask Him to turn your life around. Then it's water time. We can do it. One, two, three. A, B, C. Say there go the fish sticks. What part of the fish does the stick come from? I'm just thinking here. Alright. If you say that to someone in Asia, the Koreans, the Japanese, that's going to be a huge problem because that, that is part of their diet. That's the culture. But the gospel is cross-cultural. Meaning the gospel will work in North America just like it'll work in North Korea. Just like it'll work in the Arctic, with the Eskimos. Just like it'll work in Cape Town, South, South Africa with the Africans. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So the gospel is cross-cultural. That's why God designed it, to imitate his activity. Death, burial, resurrection. A, B, C. One, two, three. That's how easy it is. That's how powerful it is. Isn't the gospel powerful? How many of you have been delivered by the gospel of Jesus Christ? It's powerful. All right. 
Let's sing it one more time. We're going to give you one more chance if you need to get baptized. While we're waiting on you to just make up your mind, greet two or three people and tell them, don't forget to fast this week. Amen. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Wednesday night is church, 7 o'clock. Don't forget your fast day this week. Keep the fasting up. The Lord's doing the work. Don't forget to turn in your growth things to Brother Pete right back there. He'll get them from you. Amen. In Jesus' name. Love you guys.